And we're live on Facebook, and hopefully this works with the recording. Uh, no, it won't, because we... I didn't read. Okay. Uh, we're live on Facebook anyway. Um, and uh, we will be... And welcome to those listening to the podcast later. Uh, we'll get that up as soon as we can. Um, hopefully all is well. Rich, how you doing? Doing good, Mike. Um, yeah, not much uh, around here. Uh, wife and I got a lot of things cleaned up. And uh, for those of uh, to our viewers watching us on our Facebook live feed, you'll see that uh, I added finally added some decor uh, to my background, as um, was able to bring up and bring up some of our decorations from downstairs where our TV used to be um, up here to the office. Yeah, I see that. It means I have to look at your gnomes, but that's okay. You have to look at my fish, so I guess that's an even trade. Yeah, so anything new on your end, Mike, up in Esterville? Work, work, work. Uh, other than that, no, we're good. Um, but, yeah, we're excited. Uh, looking forward to um, this next week. Um, and, uh, yeah, nothing really new. Um but uh, we got a good show for you. Um, sad news to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna dedicate the show to a, a couple of people this week. Um, do you want to do some sad stuff at the top, or do you want to do it at the end? Um. Well, well, you mentioned we're gonna dedicate the show to them, so why don't why don't you mention at least well, who is, we're dedicating this to? I guess we're gonna do it to at least three people. Okay, go ahead. Um. So this week, my uh, uncle uh, Gene Washburn died, um, and so we're going to honor him uh, in the show. Um, thank you, Gene, for being a part of our lives and uh, for for taking care of my Aunt Debbie as much as you did. We're going to also honor um, Ward Larson, a war hero and veteran uh, that I used to work with at Computer Revolutions. And then finally, uh, the one that uh, that the title is after... Mr. Hank Aaron, um, we dedicate this show to you as well. Uh, it's a rough week, lots of uh, sorrow, lots of pain, but we know that uh, they no longer suffer here on Earth. So, all right, nicely said, Mike. So uh, we'll go and give you a quick show uh, rundown of the episode this week before we roll that intro. Yep. Uh, we're going to be going into the NASCAR corner for the first time in 2021. Yeah. As uh, it'll be week one of our NASCAR preview. And we'll also outline for you the other weeks on how we're going to preview yep. um, the NASCAR. And uh, we're going to talk some NFL football as uh kind of recap the divisional playoff round as well as give you our predictions for the conference championship games yep. mike what else is on the outline this week um so we got some mlb news some cubs news and um rich didn't put it in there okay you missed something on the on the mlb news that we have to talk about Did and it, what's that um I'll, we'll get to it i'll i'll let you know about it later and then we have okay. our quick hits uh, where we talk on some other stuff, um, and uh, we'll we'll do a little bit more of a tribute to uh, Hank Aaron there as well. Uh, all that and more, but first, you know what we got to do, Rich? We got to roll that intro. 
we gotta roll the intro. And we're back. Okay, folks. Uh, so let's get off. Uh, let's get on to the exciting stuff this week. The poll question. Um, hockey movies, Mighty Ducks, mm -hmm. Goons, Miracle, or Slapshot. Rich, how did you vote? Um, I went with Miracle. Okay. Uh, I went with Slapshots. A good comedy always, to, always pleases. Um and uh, apparently I was the only one that, that voted that way. Uh, Goons, nobody voted for. Uh, Mighty Ducks got two votes, and Miracle got three. Good job on that one. Rich, picking the winner. Uh, three, uh, three there. Um, this week we're going into boxing movies. Uh, Rich, what all boxing movies are we talking about this week? Well, Mike, I decided to kind of pivot and... Because originally I did have it set up to be all boxing movies to include the entire Rocky trilogy, but so many people have so many varying opinions on what their favorite Rocky movie is that that is going to be our poll this week. Okay. And they will not, and that Rocky movie will the the winner of the, the of that Rocky movie will move on to our ultimate movie bracket. Are we going to do to be determined? Are we going to do? the hockey movies separate as well or the other boxing movies because we have four yes. really good boxing movies uh if we yes. wanted to do the other yeah the other boxing or fox or fighting movies will be next week's poll question okay and the winner from that group will move on to our to our ultimate sports movie bracket okay that's fine so your favorite rocky movie uh you know honestly i don't think there's much of it i never knew there was much of a debate but you know, that's uh, that's up for uh, everything else. Um, so yeah, um, that and uh, let's. Well, do I have the, the Oh, I don't have the sound queued up. Do you want me to work on getting the sound queued up real quick? Um, sure, so, sure. That's, so rich, that's, that's fine. Rich, okay, explain wh what all Rocky movies are you gonna go with? Because. Honestly, okay. I'm not sure. Because are you talking the original Rocky movies? Are you t including the new Creed movies? Um, if you want to give me that rundown, I will uh, listen. Okay, so um, it'll be the original Rocky trilogy, Rockies one through five, and I will also throw. We'll also include Rocky Balboa, um, but not Creed. Not a, but not the Creed movies. I will put the Creed movies in with the original uh, on in with the other boxing movies but they're but they're i mean they're hockey movies though or they're, they they're, are they're boxing is box, it is a boxing movie but rocky is more of a side a side character where the main focus of the movie is on adonis creed in creed in my opinion so i believe yeah it's but they're still rocky the movies rock i think but you know you're the one you're the one making it so i will i will uh i will defer to you and rich do you see what's coming up oh my dude is this some left turns yeah and what's after that rich probably another one
we're in the NASCAR corner. Actually, this week we have uh, left and right turns as, as uh, coming up is the 24 Hours of Daytona, I believe. Yeah, I believe the Rolex 24 is coming up here pretty soon. Yeah, let me look. Uh, so it's going to have, uh, you. I have heard that uh, your favorite driver, Jimmy Johnson, is going to be yeah. racing in it as well as uh, defending NASCAR champion Chase Elliott is going to be on a team. I don't know I don't know if they're on the same team, uh, but they both will be racing in it, though. Yeah, I'm not sure. It looks like... Oh, Sunday is when the poll award is run out, and then a week from today? I, I, I don't understand all the way how they're doing this. Yeah, this Saturday, Saturday into Sunday, it looks like, is when they're rolling that out. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, so Mike, we mentioned at the top of the show, uh, this is week one of our NASCAR preview. Yep. Uh, because the Daytona 500 will be uh, coming up in about, what, four? Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day on Valentine's Day. Yep. Um, so this week, we're going to kind of go over the uh, who's on the move. Uh, drivers to know that have uh, a new ride yep. or just new drivers to the uh, to the NASCAR uh, circuit. And next week, we're going to go over maybe some new tracks for the 2021 season. And, and new configurations for old tracks. Something to think yeah. about. Yeah. And week three will be before the, the week before the Daytona 500. We're going to give you our preseason predictions um, for... Uh, championship and rookie of the year you have that as well as two weeks how you, before two weeks you have that february 3rd is what you have on the calendar oh, okay maybe we'll have to split it up it's still but, a workshop yep. we're still working shopping it but we'll we'll have that and then we'll have we might have a few other things like our pick for the day who's going to win the poll award maybe we mm. could do okay yeah. and then uh who's going to win the uh actual race and and we could add in the the dual 125s if you want to even go crazy on that do some fun stuff there but first we do have to talk about one other thing and and we'll also have sometime between now and the start of the the 500 uh we're also going to talk about fantasy nascar and uh what what that's going to look like so be prepared if you have not done so yet we do recommend that you go over to nascar.com and uh, sign up for an account. You can't start the NASCAR fantasy NASCAR yet, but we do ask that you go over there, uh, and we'll get all of the information on how to join and the link in uh, on our fan page and on our. Uh, we'll both share it and look for it on our uh, on our show page, where you can uh, you can become a member of the na- na- uh, fantasy NASCAR competition. Uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, normally, Rich and I, we we at least pick every week um, who's going to win and stuff. And uh, Solomon Stroop generally does a pretty good job. Uh, but we'd look, love to have you join us if you would like to uh, look for that coming up. But this week, driver changes. And Rich, what do you got on? What do you got for us? Well, Mike, the uh, the the link that you provided from uh, NASCAR.com going through a nice gallery of uh, who all has new rides or new drivers and new cars. Yep. Uh, starts with Anthony Alfredo, 
who is, uh, I guess, going to be a part-time driver for uh, the number 21 Richard Childress um, Chevrolet. No, he uh, was. He, he wasn't. He was. He was a part-time okay. driver in the Richard Childress Chevrolet uh, in the Xfinity Series, is moving up to the NASCAR Cup Series to run with Front Row Motorsports. Uh, so that'll be exciting. Rookie, uh, He'll be eligible for the Rookie of the Year uh, this upcoming year. So note that one. Uh, also, we have uh, Josh. Josh. Go ahead. Josh Malicki yep. uh, will be piloting the number 52 Rick Ware racing entry in the NASCAR series. Uh, he's going to run a full cup series for the first time in his career. Yep, making him eligible as a rookie of the year. Uh, following that up, um, this is mostly just a number change for Alex Bowman, leaving the 88 car, moving to the 48 car, uh, taking over Jimmy Johnson's seat. And uh, there's... Uh, there's a couple other things moving around in there, but nothing huge. Um, and then uh, Clint Boyer is retiring from NASCAR and is joining the guys in the Fox booth for NASCAR series uh, tele- telecasts. That's right. He'll be well calling races with Mike Joy and Jeff Gordon for the Fox network. Uh, moving over to a Toyota, Toyota news. Um, Christopher Bell will be uh, taking over the number 20 at Joe Gibbs, moving over from the 95 of the Levine family racing. So he takes the car that was previously piloted by Eric Jones. Yeah. And then the other driver getting a new ride is Chase Biscoe, who's going to be moving up from the Xfinity Series. He's going to take over. um, The number 14. Yeah, which that was uh, Clint Boyer's old car, wasn't it? Yeah, and before that, it was actually, that is the Tony, the, the car Tony Stewart came over to uh, when he came from came over to Stewart Haas Racing, being a mem- uh, buying his way into the team and uh, becoming an owner driver. It was the number 14 car. So. Yep. And uh, Ross Chastain will also be coming up from the Xfinity Series. He gets the number 42 Chip Ganassi Racing Chevrolet taking over the old ride that was uh, split between Matt Kenseth and Kyle Larson last year. Yeah. Um, Ty Dillon is moving from... Oh, he apparently doesn't have a full-time ride. But he's moving from the number 13 Garmin Racing uh, in the NASCAR Cup Series over to the number 96 Gaunt Brothers Racing Toyota. Uh, for the 500, at least, um, he still needs to. Uh, he's still trying to find more uh, a full-time ride. Uh, Jimmy Johnson is retiring and uh, is moving out of NASCAR into Formula One or IndyCar. Some IndyCar, uh, limited IndyCar racing. So we'll have to check in on him on how he's doing on that. And who do we got next, Rich? I'll be Eric Jones. So he'll be moving from Joe Gibbs to Richard Petty. So he'll be going from a Toyota to a Chevrolet as he gets uh, Bubba Wallace's old ride at Richard Petty. And so he'll be in the number 43 car. And Corey LaJoy um, has moved from GoFoss Racing up to Spear Motorsports. Uh, so he'll be moving from a Ford to a Chevrolet. So he'll move from the number 32 to the number 7. Kyle Larson is leaving Chip Ganassi Racing. Uh, 
that he that uh, he raced four four races in last year, uh, moving over to the Hendricks Motorsports number five car uh, that was previously ran by, and I don't remember who that was ran by before. Well, basically, the number five car is replacing the 88 that Alex Bowman had. Ah, that's right. So they basically retired 88 and brought back number five. Yeah. Number five is actually the first number that Richard Hendricks uh, ever put on a car when he bought a, a race car. So, um, BJ McLeod, uh has had assorted race part-time rides in the NASCAR Cup. He's going to be running the number 78 Live Fast Motorsports Ford. Um and uh looks like he's gonna be trying to run the whole uh the whole year so uh yeah. he's actually the co-owner of the live fast team so there you go okay yeah daniel suarez gets a new ride as he'll be going from the 96 of uh grunt brothers over to 99 track house chevrolet and the interesting news about this one mike is that pitbull entertainer pitbull is a part owner of this of this team and speaking of uh, famous owners of teams, uh, our next move is Bubba Wallace moving from the famed 43 Richard Petty Motorsports Chevrolet to the number 23, uh, the co-owned venture. Uh, so it's 2311 Racing, uh, mm-hmm. uh, which is a Toyota owned by Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin. Good to see uh, we're getting some uh, variety in our ownership. Mm-hmm. And, uh, our, uh, yep. and our last driver is Cody Ware, um, who had one start each in the NASCAR and the Xfinity Series. He's going to, it looks to be, he's going to be going to the number 51 Rick Ware Racing Chevrolet in the NASCAR Cup Series, yep. where he will run a full slate in 2021. Yeah. So a lot of good, a uh, lot of a lot of drivers moving up, a lot of drivers, uh, a few drivers retiring, and uh, some exciting things going on. So check it out um, if you got. It, I mean, get to know these guys because these are gonna. A lot of these guys are gonna be the future of NASCAR and what we got to look at. Uh, Rich, it was so good to hear those cars go around. What do you say we hear it one more time? Yeah, go ahead and send it one more time. Okay, out of the NASCAR corner into the NFL. So, Rich, how did we do last week in our play? Or let's let's give everybody a uh, rundown of um, who uh, what we who missed. won last week. Yep. Okay, so last week's matchup saw the Packers take out the Rams thirty-two to eighteen. Uh, the Buffalo Bills beat the Ravens seventeen to three. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs uh, held off a late comeback by the Cleveland Browns after Patrick Mahomes went down with a concussion, 22 to 17, and Tom Brady and the Bucks went down to the Big Easy and took out the Saints, 30 to 20. So, Mike, I went 500 again. Mike, you went three and one. So the best that we, worst case scenario is if we pick opposite for the conference championship games, we will be tied. I don't think we're going to do that, Rich. I don't think we will either. Yeah. 
That's so if, were if you, we were pick you opposite and you pick everything right. Yeah, opposite and I get buy two matchups right. Yep. So, so Mike, were you surprised by any of those outcomes or scores in the divisional round? I was really surprised at how well the Browns looked. Like I know that that we said last week that we thought that all of the teams were fairly easy, evenly matched, but um, uh, uh, but I I just think that they um, the Browns actually for a team that two years ago um, didn't uh, didn't look like they were gonna I mean we were joking about could they win a game this year. And uh, they look strong, and they they are they are really going to be contenders. And they have a young core. That's going to be that's a team to be scared of in the AFC. Um, I think they will be able to give anyone in the AFC a, a run uh, next year. Yeah, um, I was kind of a little bit surprised by the Ravens Bills game. I thought that that score would be a little bit closer. Uh, but I guess the cold weather and Lamar Jackson having to leave the game early was the difference maker in that one. Yeah. As it looked like I was expecting the Bills to put up more points in that game. But but uh, I heard that it was a really windy day. And even a accurate veteran kicker, Justin Tucker, I think missed two big field goals in that one too. So maybe it was 17-9 to nine if, uh, if he makes those two field goals instead. Um. Yeah. So, yeah. So that sets up the conference championship games tomorrow. Uh, the first game of the day will be at 2 o'clock over on Fox. We'll see Tom Brady's Bucks go up to Lambeau to take on the Packers. And Josh Allen and the Bills will be going out to Kansas City for the nightcap to face Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. So, uh, real quick, let's go back to last week's. Uh, do you think the hit on... Um, on Patrick Mahomes is dirty. I the only game I was able to watch of the four was Packers Rams. Okay, then we don't even need to talk about it. Afternoon, he looked like so I did not get a chance to watch it. He did look like he got hit by a bus when he stood up. Apparently, that does not mean that uh, he had a concussion. Um, He did go through protocol, but that does not mean that he ended up actually having a concussion. Um, So there's that. Uh, yeah, this week's games, man, I don't know that we've seen a better matched conference championships than uh, in years. I mean, it's been a while since any four of these teams could win the Super Bowl. Now, I do know that we're picking at least one game different because you have yours up. I didn't put, put mine in. Uh, but Rich... Let's go with the game that we both have the same, the AFC. Who's your pick? Because I know for sure that Patrick Mahomes is playing in this game, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. However, I would not be surprised if the Bills won the game. Yep. No, I totally agree. Um, And I'm picking the Chiefs, so there's that. Um, Now that... I think you're you're you still got your Cubs fandom hat on, mm-hmm. or your Bears fandom hat on. I do. When you're picking the NFC game, I'm put. I'm looking at it at this. Who's the best team in the NFL right now? 
Who is playing the best football in the NFL right now? Probably the Green Bay Packers. Okay. Where is the one place this year that home field advantage or this playoffs that home field advantage is truly going to make a difference? In the cold with that limited fan base in Green Bay. Why do you think that anybody but Green Bay is going to win? Well, I really, to be honest, I really <laughs> don't want either of these teams to win. I don't really want to see Tom Brady in a Super Bowl, let alone winning another Super Bowl. Yeah. And I don't like the Packers. Yep. I I can agree with that. Um, but so, but I'm going to take the, I'm going to take the Buccaneers. Okay. They were my preseason pick to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. And I think if any quarterback can go up to Green Bay, play in the cold weather and do better and beat Green Bay, it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And they showed that they could beat Tampa Bay. They could beat Aaron Rodgers and the Packers as they won in the regular season. Okay, let's talk about that because that's a that's an argument that it, tons of people are 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 uh, are arguing and, and making as a point. But let's start here. Were they was that team playing on all cylinders when they did that? The Which Green Bay team? Packers. I don't remember every detail of that of that game, so I, I'm, I'll go with no if you're trying to make that point. No. Okay. Are either of these teams playing the same football that they were in game six? The answer is no. no. Uh, the Buccaneers have gotten a lot better. Honestly, of the two teams, the Buccaneers have actually improved more than the Green Bay Packers because the Green Bay Packers were still playing at a really high level. But the Packers have improved. The Packers have done things. Their defense is starting to get better. Um, in in general, the Packers are the team to beat right now. I, I know that I said that the Chiefs are going to win the, the Super Bowl again this year at the beginning of the year. I will still take it because that's what I – well, we'll see who gets to pick first next week. Uh, or are we doing it next week or in two weeks when we actually make the pick? We'll make the pick the show before the Super Bowl Sunday. Okay. Um, which we'll both be in studio for. Tentatively, yes. Yes. Okay. So, we're looking at it. Um, the Packers just look like look amazing. They've been firing on all cylinders. The Bucks, man, they they look good too, but they they still are giving, giving turnovers up. Are you going to get four turnovers on Aaron Rodgers? Probably not. I mean, the one thing that that kind of gives, discourages my pick of this gives me a little bit of caution in picking the Bucks is that where the Rams actually had somebody that could shadow coverage Devontae yep. Adams if they chose to utilize him that way, which they didn't for some reason. Yeah. Um, the Bucks don't. So it, it's going to take them getting some pressure and maybe coming up with a key tuner, key turnover and trying to keep up. Uh, with the high-scoring offense that uh, that Lafleur and Rodgers uh, have going on right now, yeah. So it's going to be exciting. Uh, the Chiefs Buffalo game that's going to be a good game too. Um, both of those ones on that's on CBS uh, tomorrow at seven or at five six forty six thirty or five something like that. It, yeah. It's the nightcap. Yeah, it's you'll the watch afternoon. Chiefs, it's the evening game. But you watch the Packers Bucks first at two. 
And then after that game is over, you can flip over to uh, CBS for the nightcap. Um, yeah, the last time that we're going to have two games, uh, two football games on the same weekend uh, until August, till college football. So, yeah. Sad, sad start or sad way to look at it, but um, we got some good encouraging news about uh, exciting stuff uh, going on um, here soon. Uh, Super Bowl is going to have fans, Rich. That's right. They're going to allow 200,000 fans. No, 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 no. 22,000. 22,000. Goodness. Can't even yeah. read my own notes. 22,000 uh, fans at Raymond James Stadium, which is about a third of the capacity, but yep. something's better than nothing. Yep. Um, 7,500 will be free tickets to given away to vaccinated healthcare workers. Okay. And the other 14,500 will be paid attendance at the game. That's good. I, I really wish they could have done something like uh, the seventy five, the seventy five hundred tickets would be to healthcare workers in Can- in what we're assuming is Kansas City and for me Green Bay for you Tampa Bay, and not just random but actual fans of these teams coming in and doing that. So that that would be fun to see. But yeah, either way, that's exciting. That's great that they're doing that for those fans. Uh, love to see. Um, something like that. I, I think it would have been even just as cool to see uh, all, all 22,000 go to that. Uh, but I understand that, you know, you got to let, you got to make some money on it. Um, I wonder how much do you think that's going to cost? To get those fans there or how much, or how much those, just those limited the 14,500. Go. I don't know. Cause you see regular Super Bowl tickets when they when the full capacity of the stadium is available. Yeah. Going for thousands of dollars. Yeah. So how much what are you going to get charged when it's just a limited number? Yeah. So I'm wondering if they will try and control the resale market on those tickets. You would hope or how but they will go, I don't think they how will. they're going to go about that. Um yeah, I, I'm not sure how that's going to be, but great on them. Uh good to I think that's going to be the first I mean it's going to be the the we've been slowly marching back to normalcy and that's going to be a good, uh, a good step towards that to see fans in the stands and, and hopefully uh, it'll be a good game. Um, I mean, of the four teams left, it's going to be a good game. Um, mm-hmm. So do we want to talk story? What, what our predicted storylines are in our predicted matchups or do we want to wait until we know what the matchups are? to kind of predict the storylines that are, are going to be written about it. Let's save that for next week. So I think next week's show could be a little light since there would be, since there'll really be no football. Yeah. Uh, no football to talk about. So maybe we'll go with projected, uh, um, predicted storylines in the two weeks of coverage leading up to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, but some good news to come out of football as the Bills Mafia stepped up. Yep. And gave over $300,000 in donations to Lamar Jackson's charity after the Ravens-Bills game, after he had to leave the game with a concussion to his yeah. uh, charity Blessings for backpack, blessings in a Backpack, uh, the Louisville chapter, which gives food to, um, to school children. That is awesome. Good to see. I mean, I yeah, love, they did. It's, it's nice to see when people step up, but especially, you know, when it's – when it's the when it's an opposing team stepping up like that it's good to see 
Yeah, they did a similar thing uh, last year, too. I don't recall the charity, um, but they did the similar thing for Andy Dalton of the Bengals last year when the Bengals pulled off the an upset, which gave the Bills the, the final playoff position last year. And I think the Bills Mafia also gave donations to uh, Josh Allen's charity as well after his, uh, I think it was a family member, dealt with some health issues earlier this year. Yep. Uh, other good, good news for the Super Bowl, we will officially have our first woman officiant, uh, our offici- officiant? Official. official. She's going yeah. to wow. be a part of the officiating crew yep. for the Super Bowl. Sarah Thomas will be the down judge. That's awesome. Um, hopefully we can get more in there and, and uh, get to get to see more of that going on. Um and then finally, or not finally, I guess we still have coaching. But before we get into coaching hires, I told you, he, I told you that a retirement was happening. Yep, you, you, I told yes, you, Philip was Mike. done this year. Philip Rivers is retiring from the NFL. Now, what I predicted he was going to do is not what he's going to do. He's actually going to go coach high school football at St. Michael's Catholic Church in Fairhope, Alabama. Um, I mean, this starts the discussion, and we're I'm expecting to see uh, yet another retirement come out in the next couple weeks of Drew Brees. Uh, but Philip Rivers, is he a Hall of Famer? Rich, I'll let you start. I think he is a Hall of Famer. Um, uh, we really don't know, unlike like the unlike baseball, where there are like certain like benchmarks that you can hit to like guarantee you. Your, your Hall of Fame position, like career home runs or so many RBIs or so many wins. The NFL is kind of like up in the air on what what are those benchmarks that you need to hit to be a Hall of Famer. And But I think with the longevity of his career, like uh, career starts and the amount of passing yards and touchdowns that he has, I think Phillip Rivers will get, will get the Hall of Fame nod. Okay. Um, wow. Um but, oh, Rich, but it, Rich, okay, I'm going right. to ask you a question. Okay. I'm going to ask you a question. I'm taking this rope, and I'm going to make you hang yourself with it. Okay. When we talk about Hall of Famers, what is your criteria for voting someone into the Hall of Fame in general? Well, the before you ask the question the one thing that kind of felt that rivers does have going against him is he doesn't have any super bowl wins and he doesn't have any mvp awards you're right those are some things working against him so rich when you and i talk about uh baseball hall of fame for me i like what you and i talk about regularly is our criteria can you tell the story of baseball without this person so if we apply that same logic to football can you tell the the story of football without philip rivers yes you can okay in his past what is it uh 2000 in his past 13 seasons right 13 or 14 seasons whatever it is 15 kids ago whatever it was i don't know at any point, does Philip Rivers make you? Does he bring? Does he do something in the in his career? 
that makes you need to talk about him when talking about football. Even Probably if we, not. Even if we limit it, if we just limit it to the time frame for which he was playing, why would you need to talk about Philip Rivers in football? You make a great point, Mike. Why is he a Hall of Famer? Yes, he has some stats that are great, and he has some records. He is a top five passing in yards pass. But what has changed it? I mean, we have seen football change in the past 15 to 20 years where passing is by far and away the biggest thing that we see out there, right? Yep. Was that a Phillips River doing? No, not no, really. it wasn't. He was a product, okay, of, so, a product so he, of an offensive system. So he didn't change that. So he's not the reason why passing is the big deal. So that's number one. Number two, and this is where we're going to – did he change his team? Honestly, did he make did he make San Diego good enough to be competitive when it comes to time to the playoffs? He – that is correct. He never really came up with that big signature win in the playoffs to to get him. He mean he was a he was when his team was great, like a twelve and four division winning, getting that first round by team, he just couldn't get past Tom Brady. Yep. Why does he deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? I'm just going off of his career numbers. So we, That's we, it. Okay, but the problem with that is, in the in the modern day game of the NFL, are those numbers really that amazing? Let's look at his draft class. Eli Manning. He's a little bit behind, but he also retired a year earlier. But the difference and with, with Eli, Eli Manning has two Super Bowls. Yeah, you can't talk about. You can't talk about those two years without mentioning who won the Super Bowl. Boom, that's number one. And, oh yeah, he beat Tom Brady in the playoffs. Huh. Two points. Okay. Okay, so then you have Big Ben Roethlisberger. Now, I will argue Big Ben is a different type of quarterback. When he came in the league, he was this big the reason why they, we call him Big Ben is because he was a big physical quarterback, right? Correct. What are we seeing as a modern trend in quarterbacks? Bigger quarterbacks. Bigger and physical quarterbacks. Big Ben is in the, in the conversation of Hall of Famers because he changed some people's aspect of a quarterback to a bigger, stronger, fat, uh, tougher quarterback. So that's that's how he changed it. Oh, by the way, he also has rings to go with it. You can't tell the story of the past 20 years of NFL football without talking about Big Ben. Okay, so his draft class, if they all retired at the same time, would he be would he be somebody that you would naturally think should be voted in? I don't think so. Do I think he will go in? Probably. But I think that's a soft mention. I don't think he deserves it. You look at the guys that are in the Hall of Fame and you tell me that he stacks up against them? No way. No way. I don't care what his career numbers are. Career numbers nowadays? I mean, let's let's fast forward 20 years. When Patrick Mahomes, when... Uh, when... 
um, Stafford when um, Lamar Jackson when Baker Mayfield when these guys are Kyler Murray when these guys are retiring where are those numbers that uh, Philip Rivers have going to be they could could be lower they're going to I'm going to say they're going to be significantly lower I mean Phil, uh, um, again I understand it's not going to be this way but Patrick Mahomes is on pace to throw more yards than anybody in half the time he is lighting up the league and putting up numbers that are I mean he he gets close to record-setting numbers every year, correct? Yes. Okay, if he does that every year, he's going to blow these guys out of the water. Philip Rivers is not a Hall of Famer. He was a mediocre quarterback for his entire career. Tell me one time he was in the, not not even the top one, but tell me... How many times in his career would you have stated that he was in the second tier of quarterbacks over the last 20 years? I was ill-prepared for that for that type of question, so I will prefer not to answer. I wouldn't go and call him a mediocre quarterback. But, but he's not a first-tier quarterback. He's not First-tier is the top two, right? We generally say there's only two quarterbacks in the top – in the top tier of quarterbacks, right? That's generally the the case, right? Mm-hmm. The top, the third tier, or the second tier, normally has about five guys. So, how often is Philip Rivers in the top seven positions of quarterbacks? Like, again, I know that you're not you're not fully prepared for that, but I'm gonna say maybe once in his entire career did he make it into that level. So now. He's a third-tier quarterback. The third-tier quarterbacks are still pretty good. Generally, you say there's five tiers. So third tier is, wait, third tier's mediocre. Your Honor, I rest my case. Okay. I guess we'll have to agree to disagree on this one. I, I You're think wrong. I think he's better. I think he's better than a mediocre quarterback. But I do agree that he's probably... He was probably struggling to stay a top 10 quarterback every year, every year of his career, though. Okay, so if you're going to say top 10 quarterback even, top 10, I mean, that top 10, those top 10 spots, that those are the good spots. I, I, I mean, man, okay, we got to move on because we got more show to do and we we're running at 43 minutes, so we got to yeah. wrap some of this up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, more coachings, coaches got hired this week. Uh, Brandon Staley for the Los Angeles Chargers. Like it? Love it? Hate it? Mediocre? Um, indifferent? Let's see what the guy can do. So I think we'll it's a good hire be, for them. All right. We'll probably take a deeper dive into the coaching hires next week. Yeah. Uh, but the, uh, the, other, um, the other new coach is Dan Campbell going from uh, New Orleans assistant coach and tight ends coach to the Lions. And yep. Nick Sorini yep. going from the offensive coordinator position in Indianapolis to the Eagles head coach. By the way, Dan Campbell, uh-huh. 
six years, he did the right thing in insisting on a long-term contract. Why? Because mm-hmm. he got to rebuild that. Okay, and then, yeah, the Eagles, yeah, I don't think that's a great pickup, but we'll see. Uh, still open is Houston, who ha- are or has, we don't know yet, interviewed Eric Bionami. Uh We'll see how that goes. Again, that's going to be a tight, um, hard thing to to go on, uh, a hard pill to swallow if they don't end up signing him. Uh, but we shall see. Uh, let's. Anything else in there that you need to talk about? Um, not that I can think of. We'll take a, we'll take a closer look and maybe give an in-depth, like yay or nay, on each coaching hire next week, as the the outline will be a little bit lighter, with uh, no football to preview next week. Okay. Um, so let's go ahead and pivot over to the baseball, as some news came out with uh, with MLB and the Cubs as um, the Cubs lost two big free agents, yep. as uh, John Lester is going to sign a one-year $8 million deal with the Nats, with the Nats and Jose Quintana is going to go and reunite with Joe Madden and go play for the Angels on a one-year deal. Yeah, I think those are go- both great moves for him. I'm, uh, I'm uh, really upset about them not picking up John Lester. The deal there was only like $2 million. That's an eight. It, uh, it's not a two million dollar deal. I thought it was fairly cheap. Cheap when compared to what he would have made if the Cubs would have picked up his option, yes, but not, not two million dollars. Oh, I'm sorry. It's one year, five million dollars. Oh, okay. And Quintana gets a one year, eight million to go play for the Angels. Like legitimately, for five million dollars, you can't hardly pick up a guy. Uh, you can't hardly pick up a, a starter for $5 million. Lester could have at least, even if he's not doing great, he can at least still heave the ball and be a, a third or fourth play, uh, third or fourth rotation guy. Quintana, I'm not that sad about him going. Uh, but the Cubs did sign Austin Romain uh, to a one-year deal uh, to be a backup, backup catcher. We'll see how that goes. Hey, somebody's got to catch one once every five days to give Contreras a day off. Yep. Somebody's got to do it. Um, so I guess that maybe that kind of telegraphs that prospect Miguel and Maya's not quite ready for the show yet. Yeah, I think I think Miggy might be, but we'll see. All right, but kind of like the the story to come out of baseball that's directly related to the Cubs, as per an ESPN re- um, report. From an interview with uh, Barstool Sports, Chris Bryant is unhappy and doesn't find joy in baseball as much anymore. Yeah. And uh, he's saying that a lot of it has to do with injuries, hearing trade rumors, and public criticism. Wow. Um... So, Mike, the, the question that I have coming out of reading the details of that story is, does that could that raise any concerns if you're a team wanting to sign him as a free agent or maybe take him on as a midseason trade acquisition? There's a lot to, to unpack with all of this, and we don't have nearly enough time to do it. But first of all, if you read the article, he sounded quite whiny when he from the quotes that they, they lifted. Uh, that's first and foremost. Second... Um, I mean, if he doesn't like the trade rumors and he doesn't like the public criticism, A, play better, B, and this is the bigger one, 
don't make I said this I think it was three weeks ago it might have been t- last week but or two weeks ago I don't remember I said it in a past episode when we talked about Chris Bryant last he he says one thing and he does another mm-hmm. I mentioned that he said I want to be a cub my whole career and this a lot of that argue the, that argument there is coming is in that article if you look at a lot of the what he said he's like I don't want to be traded I don't want to be I don't want people to hate on me. I want to be a, I want to be a beloved cub. I'm paraphrasing, obviously, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. if you don't, if you want to be a cub, if you want to be a cub, why are you? Why didn't you hire Scott Boris? Because Scott Boris is going to get you the most money, and generally not going to do it where you're at. He is notorious for taking guys all the way out to arbitration and doing it in a way that generally doesn't get to keep you at home. And if you wanted to be a Cub your whole career, you could have hired someone else. That's it. That's all I got. So if you don't want trade rumors, you don't want stuff like that, then now you gotta you got to ask, why didn't you negotiate uh, the option to put a no trade clause in? Or why haven't you signed a long-term deal yet? Why, yeah. why are you? Why did you wait until you know, the last year of your arbitration to maybe start talking an extension? You could have talked about an extension after your MVP season when your value was the highest. Yep. And when you did that, you know what you could have gotten in there? A no, a no trade, trade clause. clause. That's all you got to do. But you have waited and you picked a guy like Scott Boris that doesn't let you renegotiate in the middle of your contract. Why? Because he knows he can get you better money on the free agent market. And if you know that that's who you're going with, then you know what? I got no sympathy when you, when they're talking trade talks. You got to man up. I'm sorry. That's uh, You need to pull yourself up and quit whining. You're better yeah. than that. Yeah, I, I agree, Mike. I mean, that's, I mean, I can understand having frustrations with injuries as it doesn't seem like he's been the same ever since he took that, ever since his wrist injury where he got, where he on a, on a hit by pitch, like in 17, like he just hasn't been the same. So I can understand maybe his frustrations with, with uh, nagging injuries, but trade rumors and public criticism come with the job. And I mean, Everybody, no matter whether no matter whether you're a professional athlete or or just a regular Joe that has their job, everybody has aspects of their job that they don't they don't like every single day. Yeah. But you still gotta deal with them and this seems to be a sticking point for Bryant if he's taking these opinions saying, I don't like all the trade rumors and I don't like when they criticize me. Yeah. Nobody likes when they get publicly criticized. Nope. I mean you can either take it as all right. I'm going to take it as motivation. I'm going to prove you wrong or you can dwell on it, which it seems like Chris Bryant's doing. Yep. Um, so before we leave uh, MLB news, um, we finally know where former uh, head, uh, uh, former GM of the Chicago Cubs is going to land. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Theo gonna... Epstein got a job with the MLB as a, consultant now do you know what i see that as are, are you seeing this as he could be groomed as a successor 
Commissioner in waiting. Okay. I a hundred percent. Why wouldn't you want Theo as the commissioner in in waiting? He has respect for the players. He understands their talent. He understands their value. And he understands the rules of the game. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want Theo as your? If you're the MLB, the owners love him. Why? Because he makes the team's money. He knows their side of things. He knows the team side of things. He is. This has got to be the uh, the the plan to make Theo the commissioner in waiting. That's, I had not thought about it that way, Mike. That is, to me, that's the only explanation of this. Because, he, I mean, he could make more money going to another team. Because what team would not hire him right now if he said, you know, I want to... I mean, heck, even Tampa Bay, I think, would be willing to hire him because they know he knows how to get value and how to make make his teams better and get you to the World Series. Like, I think any team would would love to have him. So it's not cuz he doesn't cuz nobody would hire him. It's cuz they want him to be commissioner. So this is Theo's way. This is the and and they they don't want to kick out what's his face, uh Manfred. But they know that Manfred is kind of he's I mean, man, let me look that up. I'm going to look that up. But Rich, what do you think of the of the job? And my my thought of what it means it kind of surprised me um i i kind of see this as kind of like a maybe as a like a bridge job until he decides what he wants to do next whether that's um a team giving him an offer of full control in the front office or waiting for that perfect opportunity to of where to go next um i hadn't clear i hadn't to be honest with you i hadn't thought about it as a as a grooming to be the next commissioner yeah, I think it just to me it makes sense. I mean, honestly, I, I why not? He's held every other job in the in, in an office or in the office or in the in the front office for um, for teams. So he knows the business of baseball and he understands it. I think it to me that's what makes the most sense. So that's where I'm going there. Um, I, it looks like Manfred got a extension in 2018 and I'm trying to see how long, uh, they added three years to his eight year contract. So it runs through 2028. I don't know if it'll last that long. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, you know, from a fan perspective that a lot of people don't like, haven't liked Manfred. And, with with a lot of the changes that he's yep. implemented or wanting to implement to improve the game. Yep. Um, so that's where I see it. And one last uh, black eye note mm-hmm. for both the Cubs and the Mets. Um, former Cubs, uh, I think he was the head of scouting or something like that, mm-hmm. um, but was recently hired by the Mets as their GM. Uh, a story came out this week that he harassingly texted a foreign-born uh, uh, reporter and sent very inappropriate stuff. 
while he yeah. was a, while he was the Cubs uh, head of of scouting. Yeah, uh, it's sad news that that that, that brought him down. So but I don't I don't think he'll be able to. Good on the Mets at how yeah. swiftly and how, I mean, first, um, how do I say this in a way that doesn't sound terrible? But uh, he actually did something that I did I, we haven't seen in a long time and kind of fessed up to it. He said, "Yeah, I did it. Yeah, it was inappropriate. I see now that it was." Um. I think he was trying to save his job. Good on the Mets to say, screw you. We don't care. This is not acceptable. Get out of here. We'll find someone else. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so, just – just it, it is baseball news, mm. and it did take up a lot of talk this week on Sports Talk. Um, uh, Dan Patrick and, and everybody was talking about it Tuesday and Wednesday. So, um, so let's real quick do our – Quick hits. So uh, I, I guess we'll, we'll save the passing of um, that we are, that we mentioned early in the show to our last note. Uh, but I guess news broke this week that NBCSN will shut down at the end of 2021. That's sad. Which it kind of is. Um, <clears throat> I mean, they cited trouble with being able to compete against ESPN and Fox Sports, but that will affect nascar nhl the nhl and the premier league as most yeah. of that programming they've said will be shifted to either the usa network which nbc universal owns or to uh the peacock streaming service or or in the event or from what i've heard in in regards to nascar that could mean more of their more of their events airing on nbc itself rather than one of the cable channels yeah so uh, good that they're going to put more stuff on NBC and even Peacock because most of the sports that they put on Peacock have been free. I don't know if they're going to make it that you have to use a paid subscription for it or not. But the the ad revenue that they get off of there is huge anyway. So hopefully they don't need to. Yeah, and they've said that at least with the USA Network, if even if the event moves, even if a game moves to that network, typically that's a standard channel that's right. offered with a cable or a satellite package. Whereas a lot of times NBCSN, you had to pay for that channel in a like in a sports package to yeah, get that. Yeah, it's gonna make uh, my decision on. It's gonna make it harder for me to decide where I want to go with, um, with my Sling subscription. Because uh, I can move over to one that has ESPN. Uh, I, Fox Sports doesn't generally have a lot of stuff, except they do have Australian Rules football on occasion. So I might keep it for that. Yeah. Well, well, no, you, you do get some. Uh, doesn't some of the FS, doesn't some of the NASCAR races or the Xfinity yeah. go through FS1? Yeah, that's true too. So I'll probably keep it the way I have it. Um, and then finally, um, the Home Run King. I don't care what anybody says. The true home run king died uh, Friday at the age of 86 years old. Hank Aaron. Man. Yeah, Cameron Hank. I cried a little. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. I never got to see him play. I've never... I, I've been to his statue in Milwaukee. You and I have been. Mm -hmm. 
But other than that, like it just it was a sad day. Um, watching watching his stuff on the baseball documentary, the Ken Burns baseball documentary, all of it. Um, truly a sad day. But man. yeah, and and he really did. He stayed involved in baseball after. I mean, for a lot after his playing days were over as well as the, what is it, the MVP award is named after him? Yep. He also, one other thing that he's really, um, that he's been gracious about is he knows that he's a leader and a and an idol in, in pro, impoverished, in the, in the black community in general, he's looked up to. And, uh, and he he was he would use his voice when he could to speak out about some of the some some not just political issues but just random issues including but not limited to going out and getting the covid vaccine uh as soon as he could because he knew that it would it would make headline news and would uh help people know that it was okay uh his death had had no relation to the the vaccine um it was i believe i heard that it was a heart attack but don't quote me on that yeah i i didn't i, I didn't read into how he died i just know that he did die um but being in addition to being number two all time in home runs on mlb he's also the he is a home run king. i don't care who i don't care those ones there's an asterisk on the guy above him that is your opinion mike there's an asterisk um, but, but they, I mean, I also heard that uh, he's the all-time leader in total bases and uh, RBIs. And I think they said he's third in hits as well. It's so it's asterisk. just, I mean, he's known for the home run record for his uh, consistency year in and year out to to break the all-time home run record. And um, even if it did get passed by a controversial person in baseball in Barry Bonds. I, I love Barry Bonds. I think he's a Hall of Famer. Um, but his home run record is not valid, but either way, uh, and yeah, we're going to, uh, Hank has, admit, has admitted that he does not believe that, uh, anybody has surpassed his record. He's admitted it in interviews and okay. I side with Hank on that. Um, okay. all that to say, uh, folks, if you're watching us on Facebook, check us out wherever you can find your podcast. Uh, we are available there. We try to get it out as soon as the show's done. I try to get it up there for you. Um, Spotify, Apple, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Um, there's a few more spots I know, but uh, check us out there. Leave us a five-star review. Let us know what you think. Um, and if you're listening on uh, – Rich, if they're listening on the podcast, what should they do? Uh, they should go over to Facebook and uh like our page to be notified where you can be notified of when we go live on facebook if you want to watch the show live and uh see our beautiful faces yep. and also if you want to participate in our weekly poll questions hop over to fans of balls and sticks on facebook god bless you folks um hug your loved ones tight and if you can't see them because of social distancing let them know you love them um we lost we lost some great men this week and uh yeah my heart is heavy and we we love those that are uh are suffering as well uh so let your loved ones know you love them and uh we'll see you next time oh i should hit this intro then and no i'm just gonna end sorry folks okay
Uh, podcast folks need it. 